Hey, it's Markay from the Markay Show. You hear me every day from 10 a.m. to noon on News 104.5 WOKV. First of all, thanks for listening to the Markay Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and Jacksonville's morning news interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes and Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. I've got to get Markay more time on the air. Be careful what you wish for, Jacksonville. You just might get it. We want us some Markay. We're entertaining meets informative. You make it easier to go to work knowing I get to listen to you for two hours a day. Local stories, local issues. Just call it like it is. You are standing solid on truth. I love your show, brother. Two full hours of the Markay Show starts right now. This is the Markay Show. My name's Markay. Thanks so much for joining us today. Happy Monday, man. What a what an exciting Monday. We uh, Man, what a great weekend we had. First of all, it was my birthday, and I appreciate all of the solid birthday wishes. I appreciate the birthday text I got from the other Josh. That was very nice. You're welcome. And uh, what? Oh, the Jaguars won, which would be exciting if everybody listening to the show didn't hate the Jaguars and the NFL. Uh, but it was really great. If you were at the game, really a, a fun, fantastic time. Uh, we trolled Sam Darnold with uh, ghosts. Uh, Jackson DeVille was dressed as a ghost when he jumped off of the light. There were other people carrying ghosts, but that's always... I always like when, when they troll the other quarterbacks for the uh, things that they say. But my son thought it was kind of mean, so did my wife. Eh, what, you know, whatever, it's football. It's, it's not a nice guy sport. Uh, and this is also exciting news. Speaking of winners, we, uh, we're about to announce another winner here for uh, Marquez Cash, which we've been doing now for a while, and I realized I'm really, it's, it's like, a, it's very expensive when you have, I mean, we've had like over a dozen people win $500 of my cash, so I, here's the, I was talking to Clark Howard the other day because, um, you know, we, we like to, well, we don't like, he doesn't like talking to me, but I like talking to him because I get free advice. And he was basically like, you know, what you want to do with your cash is put it in a Roth IRA or a mutual fund. Giving it away is a bad investment. So we decided that the tax breaks, uh, I think I've maxed out the tax breaks on this giveaway. So what we're going to do is we are going to uh, we're going to give away two thousand more dollars, which means four more winners. And then after that, I'm sorry, I'm going to you know, my kids still have to eat. And uh, Christmas is coming up, and they're going to want, I don't know, like AirPods or whatever kids want these days. So, listen, we've got four more winners, all right? I don't know. It may take – depending on if these people are listening or not, not, it may end on Thursday. It may end on Friday. It may end two weeks from now. But I'm only giving away four more $500 prizes uh, because, like I said, uh, you, I mean, it, it's uh, brother got to eat. Um so eight five five seven six five one zero four five is the number. Here we go. Let's get uh, let's get today's winner, shall we? Let me turn on the button actually, so you can hear it. Let's see if this works. There we go. It's time to win Marquis Cash. All right. So here is today's name. The winner, well, potentially of Mark K's Cash, five hundred dollars burning a hole in your pocket. If you call in in the next ten minutes, you have ten minutes to call back. If your name is. Billy Farish. Billy Farish. Give us a buzz, Billy. You got 10 minutes. 855-765-1045 is the number. If you get in between before uh, 10, 19, and 45 seconds, you will win. You will win 500 bucks. If not, uh, we're still, you know, we still have, like I said, four more opportunities. If Billy calls in, though, we're down to three. We're down to only $1,500 left. So, Billy Farish, uh, good luck. Hopefully, uh, you'll give us a buzz here in just a minute. We can hook you up to start the weekend. All right, speaking of the weekend, let's talk about Donald Trump a little bit. Because Donald Trump pulled off, this is, the, you know, Donald Trump's foreign policy and Donald Trump's surprise attacks. The things that you hear in the media are, of course, never the things that actually happen in real life. Everyone says Donald Trump doesn't know what he's doing with Syria and Turkey. And then, of course, it turns out that we get this ceasefire agreement and that the, uh, that the, uh, the sanctions are working and that we can actually save our troops lives and and have them come home and hang out with their families and at the same time have peace sort of in that region but if we don't have peace in that region too it's okay because it's not our region it's not our region it's never been our region we uh you know we can help out when when we need to when we're when we're the threatened we can come in and you know boom lay down the hammer and then get out quickly and uh, and to prove that point, that's kind of what Donald Trump did with this secret. Um, I mean, it was a secret military raid, special forces raiding and killing one of the top ISIS leaders whose name is very difficult to pronounce. Um, I have it here. I got a, I got an email from Ariel Waisaki, who did a really good job, actually, pronouncing it. It was Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi or Baghdadi or or who's your daddy or whatever. Anyway, we have a here's what. 
Here's what she said earlier uh, today. We actually, in, in, so that I wouldn't have to say it over and over again, we just um, we just had her say it, and we recorded her. Abu Bakar al-Baghdadi. Look at that. Abu Bakar al-Baghdadi. That was really good. That sounds like, uh, that sounds like, like, uh, what was that song in Aladdin where it's like, you know, Abu. Abu Bakar al-Baghdadi. Prince Abu al-Baghdadi. Ali Baghdadi. Anyway, so uh, he was killed in this ISIS raid. It not only killed them, but Donald Trump got to watch the whole thing from the uh, he got to watch the whole thing from the Situation Room because you know if you've ever seen any kind of if you've ever seen kind of Jack Ryan movie or any kind of uh, any kind of you know a war movie like that, you, you know that you can actually watch. They have satellites and you watch the team on the ground as they're doing this. Thing. Anyway, Donald Trump was basically like saying it was like a movie. It was like a movie, and they hauled this guy out. Uh, you know, this ISIS, uh, this ISIS leader, Abu Bakar al Baghdadi, and they were about to like, you know, execute him or basically like shoot him. And he started crying and whimpering, and he was he was like, uh, like, well, here, Donald Trump said it was like, um, it was like a like a dog or a child or something. Hold on, me. Oh, let me pot that. Sorry, there's the wrong button again. Here, here's Donald Trump. And frankly, I think it's something that should be brought out. So that his followers and all of these young kids that want to leave various countries, including the United States, they should see how he died. He didn't die a hero. He died a coward. Crying, whimpering, screaming. Yeah, crying, whimpering and screaming. He died like a dog. He died like a coward. He was whimpering, screaming and crying, whimpering, screaming and crying, crying, whimpering, screaming, screaming, whimpering, crying. It doesn't matter what order it's in. That's how he was taken out. And it's true, because when you think of these ISIS leaders who who are, you know, they go out there and they recruit these young ISIS. I mean, and we're talking about young. They go out and they recruit eight, nine, ten year olds. We've seen the ISIS videos, the recruitment videos with these young kids who are dressed in the black robes and they're carrying these guns and they even have them. You know, there there have been videos of kids. Well, you're being forced to watch beheadings of of, you know, insolent capitalists and and and, you know, angry non-Muslim, you know, enemies of of ISIS. And so when you look at what Donald Trump is saying, he's like, this is how this person really is when he's facing death. You know, the death that apparently he will he will welcome gloriously because this is a guy who sends others out to kill themselves, to martyr themselves. This is an organization that says, hey, if you can strap a bomb to your chest and walk into a building and blow yourself up, take your own life, send yourself to Allah while taking a handful of infidels with you, then you will live in paradise forever. And here's this guy being faced with death. And he's like he's crying, whimpering and and screaming, whimpering, screaming screaming and crying. I'm sorry, whimpering, screaming and crying. And that's how Abu Bakar al-Baghdadi actually died. So, you know, it is I mean, it, it is an important lesson to everybody else that that's, you know, when you look at your leaders, when you look at what they're telling you to do and asking you to do, are they doing the same thing themselves? Uh, when they say, hey, I need you to be able to face death like a man, I need you to face death with with uh, with, you know, with pride and with bravery. Are they doing the same thing as well? Uh, in the uh, you know in the case of ISIS and in the case of uh, you know Donald Trump's report on what happened to Abdul Abdul B- 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 crap Abu Bakar al Baghdadi. Thank you, Ariel. Uh, you know when you uh, look at him and his situation, that's not what's happening at all. That's all what's happening at all. And I think that's something that definitely should be publicized. You know, I think that people should realize that this is uh, the kind of guy that was leading this horrible organization. And the other thing is, it also shows that Donald Trump, while the de- the Democrats and many Republicans and even Joe Biden himself are out there taunting Donald Trump and saying he's an idiot when it comes to foreign policy and he has nothing to do, doesn't know anything about foreign policy. He is, in fact, not only uh, organizing peace treaties and agreements in Syria, in Turkey, with the Kurds and not involving our troops anymore in day-to-day combat and day-to-day battle, removing them from a hostile situation and at the same time taking out ISIS leaders. Seems to me like he's got a pretty decent grip on foreign policy. 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045. Now, by the way, speaking of uh, speaking of leaders who are going to go out crying, whimpering, and screaming, I, we got to talk about Joe Biden. I don't know if this dude just doesn't want to be president or if the people in charge of him are like, this dude cannot be president. We've got to do everything. Whoever put this guy on 60 Minutes, 
was clearly Donald Trump should send them uh, a, a, a box of steaks because I'm telling you, this was this was not doing Joe Biden any favors. And then on top of that, he went out to a campaign event and said something that, I mean, seriously, is going to push it. it it's going to chase the moderate voters away from Joe Biden faster than uh, well, you know, military special forces chased uh, chased Abu Bakar al Baghdadi out of his uh, out of his lair. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Quick break. Some of your phone calls and more of the Mark K show coming up on News one hundred four point five WOKV. This is the Mark K show. My name is Mark K. Thanks so much for joining us today, folks. So it looks like we had no winner today. No winner today, which means we still have four more days. Uh, for you to win Marquez cash or more. If we don't have a winner tomorrow, I mean, we'll still, we're just gonna, we're gonna do this four more times. 500 more, two grand is all I can really, all I can really afford at this point. And we've already given away, like, so much money. We're gonna, we've already given away so much money. So, um, we're gonna, you know, stop <laughs> eventually. You know, these things are good. But if you haven't yet registered, you can do so. You can go to WOKV.com. You can download our mobile app too. And you can register there. 855-765-1045. Uh, Dale's online from Oakley. He wanted to say something about, um, he wanted to say something about the ISIS raid that killed Abu Bakar al-Baghdadi. What'd you want to say today, Dale? Well, Nancy Pelosi and all those guys are bitching about the fact that, that they were not notified at first. I never will forget. This is, I can't remember what, what president it was, okay, but they were notified ahead of time, and there was a landing on the beach in, a, in the middle of a skirmish. They had camera crews waiting for them. Mm. All right? I mean, let's face it. Of all the people on the entire planet, the Democrats cannot be trusted and not leak. No, of course. Don't you remember when CNN was waiting with, uh, outside of, uh, what's his name, Manafort's house when the FBI raided it? And it was on the way. How did CNN know to be there? How did they know yeah. that the FBI was going to? Also, I mean, let's talk about this. Let's talk about Benghazi. When the phone started ringing, Hillary Clinton was like, just don't bother me. I don't want to know about what's going on. So you're right. There's a lot of you know, the thing about Donald Trump. And he said he never understood why people would go online and tell their plans. I never understood that. I never understood why people go online or they go on the news and they tell their plans. If it's if it's a secret operation, let it be a secret operation. You know, if we're going to announce the, the troop withdrawal, well, that's bad. Let's just withdraw the troops. If we're going to have a raid, let's not announce the raid. Let's just raid the joint. And, um, you know, and, and that's um, and it's very similar. It was uh, it was very similar on Sunday morning when Donald Trump broke into the uh, to the news talk shows, which don't think he wasn't thrilled to do that, by the way. When, when Donald Trump has an opportunity on Sunday morning to break into the uh, Sunday morning talk show, that was great. He had a he had a live press conference where he discussed exactly what happened and how um, you know how the ISIS leader was taken out. And it was very reminiscent of when when Obama uh, led the raid or announced the raid that killed uh, Osama bin Laden. It was very similar. So you know, again, Donald Trump should be heralded in, um, as a hero and as a as a very solid. And capable commander in chief, but the Democrats, they're just mad that they didn't get what they wanted. Speaking of Democrats who uh, are mad, and I don't mean mad angry, I mean just mad crazy. This Joe Biden, they, Joe Biden, I'll be honest with you, I was watching this CNN interview and I, or not CNN, I'm sorry, it was uh, 60 Minutes. I get them all confused. I'm watching this 60 Minutes interview and it's really apparent to me the way that the questions were asked of Joe Biden, this reporter, I forget her name, but she was very pointed and she was trying, it, it was almost like she was trying to get a rise out of Joe Biden and also his wife, Jill Biden. She was there as well because she asked very direct, very kind of embarrassing questions and they, she did it in a way that didn't allow him to explain his way out of it. She asked the question the way they would ask the question of Donald Trump. Like, for example, she, one of the last questions she asked, in fact, I think the last question she asked was, if you lose, <laughs> what, you know, will you be upset about your legacy? If you don't win the nomination, if you don't win the presidency, will you be upset about your legacy? And here's, uh, here's how Joe Biden answered that question. I'm not worried about my legacy. What I am worried about is the country. Four years of Donald Trump will be very hard to overcome, but we can't. Eight years of Donald Trump will fundamentally change the nature of who we are as a country. And it'll take a generation, a generation or more, for us to get back on track. Why does he talk? Why is he doing it like Clint Eastwood, Dirty Harry, all of his four years of Donald Trump will fundamentally change America. Eight years, we'll never get back on track. Go ahead, make my. Why is he whispering like that? It's so weird. I don't. I don't trust people that whisper. I mean, I'm. I never whisper. <laughs> you know I, mean? I never whisper. So there's that. Like my wife will be like, "Why are you yelling?" I go, "I'm whispering." She's like, "You're not whispering. Everybody can hear you." 
Every, in fact, I, I've run into situations where I thought I was whispering and I wasn't. Like one time, uh, my boss uh, called me into the office. And he goes, hey, you do this thing? And I go, yeah. He goes, yeah, stop doing that. And I go, why not? He goes, we don't like it. So I turn around and I thought I was whispering under my breath. That's the dumbest freaking thing I've ever heard. And then he goes, you know, I can hear you. I was like, oh, sorry, I'm a little, I'm a lot. But and Joe Biden is like creepy whisper dude now. Creepy whisper dude. And she asked him, she asked another couple, she asked another great question. She said, uh, you know, are you afraid that you're going to lose because you can't grasp the millennial vote? These young people love uh, Elizabeth Warren. These young people, they are, they are crazy for crazy Bernie. But they're not printing with you. How do you, you know, what do you have to say about that? The fact of the matter is that if you take a look at who votes in these primaries, overwhelmingly people over the age of 50 who vote in these primaries. So basically Joe Biden's saying, screw the young people. I don't care about them. I don't need them to win. He's basically saying, look at the primaries. And he's right, number one. But he's like, look, the primaries, who votes in the primaries? People over 50. People over 50 vote in the primary, so I don't need to go off the the handle and say we need to give free school to everybody or free health care to everybody. I don't need to hand out free cell phones. I don't need to become a socialist. You know, I don't need to talk about uh, all of us living in communes and, and growing strawberries together and smoking weed because 50-year-olds vote in the primaries. It doesn't. Once we get to the general, fine, I'll kowtow and pander to the young people so they'll come out to the polls. But in order to get to the general, I've got to I've got to cater to the 50 plus crowd because millennials, they barely know when the actual presidential election is. You think they know when their primary is? 855-765-1045. He's right. But also the fact that he would come out and say that on national television just shows me. I don't think this I don't think this guy knows what he's talking about. 855-765. Wait, there's more. That's just the tip of the iceberg. We'll play some other stuff Joe Biden said over the weekend that's raising some feathers. Uh, coming up on the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. I've got to get Mark K more time on the air. Be careful what you wish for, Jacksonville. You just might get it. We want us some Mark K. Where entertaining meets informative. You make it easier to go to work knowing I get to listen to you for two hours a day. Local stories, local issues. Just call it like it is. You are standing solid on truth. I love your show, brother. This is the Mark K Show on News 104.5. Point five, W-O-K-B. Uh, this is the Mark K Show. By the way, Danielle on our Facebook page reminded me that it's Mark a Monday, which we uh, kicked off last. We should do that again. So if you if you want to leave us an open mic message today, we'll do that maybe uh, here in just a few minutes after we uh, after we berate Joe Biden for a while, uh, which is always, like my new favorite activity. Um, but it, what, if you want to send us an open mic message, go to our mobile app. It's available free in the iTunes store, the Google Play store. You can record an open mic message and you, you can just tell us why you're loving America this Monday. Whatever it is, you can be like, you know, a quick little thing about something that happened to you this weekend or something that happened. It could be because we killed uh, that, that ISIS guy um, whose name is very difficult to pronounce. Abu Bakar al-Baghdadi. Thank you, Ariel. I appreciate it. Uh, or you could, uh, you know, maybe something else that we haven't even thought of. Whatever the reason you love waking up today, this Monday in America, leave us an open mic message right now and let us know why. Um, and we'll uh, we'll get it on the air. First, though, before we get to this Joe Biden, talk about Joe Biden gaffes. And I don't know if this is a gaffe. Or if this was pre-planned pandering, but either way, I'm not a big fan, and we'll talk, talk you about that. Uh, talk to you about that here in just a minute. First, though, Janet's on the phone in St. Pete's. Uh, are you in St. Petersburg? Yes, yeah, St. Petersburg, um, Russia. No, it's St. Petersburg, Florida. <laughs> oh wait, Mark, wait, I need to talk to you. It's important. <laughs> Janet, are you, you are you a Russian asset? Have you gone to amiarussianasset.com to find out? I, I, I'm just a Russian ass. Oh. <laughs> okay, good, perfect. Well, well, slow down and tell us why you're calling. What's up? Well, because I wanted to just uh, put in a little feedback about that Joe Biden thing with the millennials. Oh yeah, Joe He's Biden. He's right in a way. He is right. Yeah. In his let, own. Let me, let me play that again because people are just you know some some people are just joining us. But basically, he was asked on sixty Minutes yesterday. Uh, we know uh, millennials. They're not attracted to you as much as they are Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. Here's what he said. The fact of the matter is that if you take a look at who votes in these primaries, overwhelmingly people over the age of fifty who vote in these primaries. Yeah. So what Joe Biden's saying is that in order to win the actual nomination, you have to cater to the older folks. So what do you, you want to say about that? Well, first of all, I just want to tell you that I'm, I'm homesick from work, so I hope nobody's listening to this where I work. Oh, okay. I mean, but, um, yeah. Uh, the thing is, he, he's right. He's right. In his own, in his own like, um, distorted way, he's right. Because here's the thing. Can you see Antifa at the polling booths? 
Antifa's all about just running around and beating on other people. Yeah. And the millennials are all about. I asked, my boss is a millennial, and I asked her, where are you going to vote at? And she's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know where my voting area is. Yeah. She got the card. She doesn't know. They're all about the the hate speech and, and making sure that everything is correct. But when it comes time to getting to those polls, they're not going to do it. Yeah. All bark and no bite. The people yeah. voting for Trump, they will go through a snowstorm, hurricane. It doesn't matter. They're going to get there. You know, and that's a great point. And they mo- and they may not say a word about anything uh, the whole time that they're that Trump's campaigning. They may not. You may not even know a Trump supporter is a Trump supporter. In fact, in a lot of cases, you don't. The most vocal Trump supporters uh, are not the majority. The majority is the people that never talk about politics and go to church and they stay humble and they don't put yard signs in the yard. But when it comes to Election Day, they stop by the voting place. They go in there and and they mark a little uh, the little button next to Donald Trump's name. So um, and you'll see, you'll see that a lot of people, because I, I, a lot of my friends are Trump supporters. Yeah, but you would never know because they're afraid to come out and say it because, like, they don't want to get you know beaten up or or have something happen to them. I lost friends over that. Oh yeah. But, but the fact of the matter is, is that there's a lot of Trump supporters. Like when they do those polling, that's. So biased because these people are going to say, yeah, 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 I'm not for Trump. Yeah. They really are. Yeah. No, it's true. And it's true. He's I- going to win by a landslide because the clown car that they have on the stage up there, I mean, I watch it to be objective, but I've never seen a bunch of nitwits like this. And they're going to be, and if you think about it in terms, they're going to be running the government. No, they won't. Elizabeth Warren's going to be running the government. Yeah. What is she going to do? Say, hold on, I need a beer. No, yeah, Yeah. that's not that's not going to happen. Oh, hey, Janet, thanks so much for your call. We really appreciate it. And you're right about a couple of things. Uh, You're definitely right about a couple of things. First of all, it is it is only the um, the older folks who go and and uh, and vote in the primaries. And that's one of the reasons why that's one of the reasons why uh, you have Joe Biden out there, I think, pandering to the older folk and hoping that he's going to be the nominee. And he even said he even said in this debate uh, or in this um, interview, rather, he even said, I am going to be the nominee. They asked him, what if somebody else wins? He goes, it's not going to be anybody else. It's going to be me. And they asked about Barack Obama. And they said, why does Barack Obama, uh, why is he not endorsing you? And he's like, he hasn't even brought it up yet. He hasn't, because he doesn't want to look like an idiot. That's why he hasn't brought it up yet. But the fact of the matter is that Joe Biden could potentially be the nominee because he is still in the lead with overall voters. And I think if you broke that poll down to 50 and or above, you probably would see that he has an overwhelming lead. New York Magazine, if you go to the Drudge Report, they have a cover of New York Magazine, and they have this really creepy close-up of Joe Biden's fake teeth, and it says, how is this guy still winning? Biden is the least formidable front runner ever. That's what they wrote in New York Magazine. One of the most, one of the most liberal publications on the planet. They don't want Joe Biden. They want Bernie Sanders. They want Elizabeth Warren. They want Pete Buttigieg. They want all these other far-left, crazy, new-age candidates to win. But they don't run the Democratic establishment. The Democratic establishment does. I mean, the fact that Hillary Clinton beat out Bernie Sanders with the quote-unquote quote, super delegates, that was not a fluke. That was actually, that was pre-planned. And they knew they had a political machine that understood how these people win. And Joe Biden, as creepy and sleepy and weird as he is, this one sentence in 60 minutes where, again, everything else was just so everything else was so boring and outlandish. He said these weird things. He whispered. But he is right about one thing. When it comes to the Iowa caucus, when it comes to New Hampshire, when it comes to South Carolina, millennials don't go out and vote in the primary. They wait for the election. They go out and they go to rallies and they campaign and, and they and they put stickers on their car and they make videos and they beat up Trump supporters. But they don't vote in the primary. They're not, they're not going to win these primaries. Joe Biden is going to win these primaries because the old people that are comfortable with him are going to go out and vote for him. And then after he becomes the you know, he has no money. He has he has nine million dollars. Bernie Sanders has thirty two. 
Elizabeth Warren has 27. Joe Biden has $9 million. That's it. That's like having no million dollars. But it doesn't matter because when these older folk go out and vote for him, he's going to start. The money's going to start rolling in. The more delegates he starts getting, the closer he gets to grabbing the nomination. It's going to be him. And that's the best thing ever for Donald Trump and his campaign. 855-765-1045. John and Keystone. How you doing, John? Thanks for calling the Marque Show. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it, man. Love the show. Absolutely. I just wanted to say I'm a diehard Trump supporter, man. Mm-hmm. I love our president. And he done lied to us again, man. He said the, le- the ISIS leader is dead. You know, Obama's still living. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you. for We appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> hold on. He deserves There you go. Eight five five seven six five one. He was on hold a long time to make that joke too. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Quick break. More of the Marque Show coming up on News one hundred four point five WOKV. The matter is that if you take a look at who votes in these primaries, overwhelmingly people over the age of 50 who vote in these primaries. Yeah, that's it. Uh, people over the age of 50 vote in the primaries. The uh, young kids, they, they don't they don't vote because they're too busy. Whimpering, screaming, and crying. Yeah, uh, so they can't get out to the polls. But anyway, that's Joe Biden. Um, Joe Biden campaigning this weekend. That was his big 60 Minutes interview where they uh, that he was explaining why he feels like he's going to be the nominee because he's catering to the older vote, and the older vote is what gets you the nomination. After you're nominated, you know, after you get the nomination, then you can then you can pander whoever to whoever you want. Although he did a little pandering himself this weekend with a very interesting answer to a very interesting question. There was a I don't even know where he was at some campaign event and a girl stood up, African-American girl, and she asked him this question. If I were your daughter, what advice would you give me the next time I am stopped by the police? Yeah. And Joe Biden uh, answered this way. If you're my daughter, you'd be a Caucasian girl and you wouldn't be pulled over. <laughs> no. No. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. What I tell you is that's what's wrong. Yeah. If you were my daughter, <laughs> if you were my daughter, you'd be a white girl. You wouldn't get pulled over. Also, I'd be able to get you a job in the Ukraine making $50,000 a month for doing nothing. Uh, but that's basically, I mean, he literally got up there and he said, hey, the, you wouldn't be you wouldn't be pulled over if you were my daughter because you're white. There is institutional racism that still exists. Now, this is Joe Biden. I don't know if he realizes that he needs to get the African-American vote. I don't know if he realizes that he needs to get the younger vote. I don't know what his what his take is. Uh, if he watched the CNN or the um, uh, 60 Minutes interview and thought, wow, I really come across as as not really cool. Um, you know, let me go out and get some cool points. So he went out there and he basically, you know, basically was saying again that cops are racist. If you're my daughter, you'd be a Caucasian girl and you wouldn't be pulled over. I know what he's trying to do here, but the problem I think that Joe Biden has is that he doesn't realize that everything is recorded and put on the Internet. Or maybe he does, but he's I don't think he's ready to sacrifice one type of person for another because he's going to come back out uh, in a couple of days and he's going to say something positive about the police or he's going to come out and say something positive about the military or whatever. But the fact of the matter is he's already said that there's institutional racism. And this is a very liberal, very left-leaning, uh, co- like, copy pointer or talking point. There is institutional racism that still exists. And now he's bringing it back up as part of his campaign in an answer to this girl's question. Uh, because, because she didn't ask, you know, she didn't ask, is there institutional racism at all? Uh, what she asked is, well, here it is. One more if time. I were your daughter, what advice would you give me? The next time I am stopped by the police. Yeah. And he didn't even answer that question. He basically, so which makes me think, number one, this question was set up because everything is. And number two, his answer was pre-planned. Uh, but it it, I, it leads me to believe that he is going to see some some pushback now from moderate 
Democrats, from moderate police Democrats, from people that believe that the police have a difficult job and are they perfect and no, no, you know, he's going to be getting, there's a huge number. There's a huge number of undecided voters who may or may not agree with Donald Trump, who don't necessarily like Donald Trump, who are uncommitted yet, whether they want to vote Democratic or Republican. They don't know which way they're going to, the wind's going to blow for them. But at the same time, they know that they like and they respect the police department. They like and respect law enforcement. They're happy that law enforcement is there to take care of them and to help them when they need it. They're happy that, that, you know, the police, while not perfect, while not perfect, uh, you know, are, are still admirable people who are willing to sacrifice themselves and their lives for a little bit of pay and a whole lot of danger. And, and, and when you start, and it's almost, I mean, it's really, it's, it's like pandering to racism once again. And it's what I think a lot of Democrats, a lot of Democrats really believe it. I mean, you know, it, it doesn't surprise, like Kamala Harris is going to do that. Uh, you know, Bernie Sanders is going to do that. Bernie Sanders has done that. Elizabeth Warren, 100 percent, even though she tried to appropriate the Native American culture to make money and get a better degree, even though she tried to do that herself, she'll be the first person to throw institutional racism up there as a as a um, as a card. But Joe Biden, this is kind of like a new first for him. And I think he thinks now after that interview on 60 Minutes that he's got to start making waves because he said I mean, he basically said, you don't stir up, you know, well, there's no need. There's no need to to stir up these crazy left wing ideologies just to get younger voters. And then he goes out two days later. and He does exactly that. If you were my daughter, you wouldn't get pulled over by the cops because you'd be Caucasian. Really? I'm Caucasian. I've been pulled over many times. <laughs> you know, it doesn't seem to matter that I'm white when I'm going 85 and a 50. You know, at least it, maybe maybe it's because I have tinted windows and they don't know my ethnicity until they actually pull me over. Maybe I should get the window tint off my windows so that the cops could see that I'm white. They might think I'm related to Joe Biden and then they wouldn't pull me over. 855-765-1045. We're already getting open mics on this topic, too. I don't know how any African-American can vote for a Democrat. It's the same old game plan every four years. They tried to stoke up racial animosity right before an election. I mean, that, that is that is 100 percent true. Race should not be a a a a, a what, like a talking point for an, a presidential race. I think Joe Biden has lost it. My wife is a white girl, wears a uniform that has a badge, although not law enforcement. And she gets pulled over because she was speeding. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a there's a cop in my neighborhood. He comes out every Friday and he sits right on the corner and he pulls over people all the time. And it doesn't matter what national, I mean, it doesn't matter where they come from. It doesn't matter what kind of car they drive. He pulls, and I watch, he pulls over Fords, Mercedes, Toyotas, pickup trucks, everything. Uh, because, you know, he's got a quota. But it, basically, it doesn't seem to matter to a lot of people except Joe Biden. Normally, I get stopped because I did something wrong. And on the ticket, when they give me the warning, I don't know why they call it a warning when you actually have to pay a fine. But when they give you a warning, Mine always says white. Well, go figure. Uh, Greg in Jacksonville. Greg, thanks so much for calling the Mark K Show. How are you? Hey, I'm good. I just wanted to say the reason Joe Biden is still leading to get the nomination is because uh, it's set up that way. You know, Hillary was promised when she bowed out to Obama that, uh, you know, she could run next time. So she got it, and that's why they had to set up Bernie. Yeah. So now he's been promised if he had bowed out last time so Hillary could get it so that he'll have it this time. So no matter what happens, she's going to get it. Yeah. And they'll be super delegates or whatever, whatever happens. No, it's, you're 100 percent right about that. And we know we know Joe Biden going forward is the nominee. Everybody knows it. the Democrats. They don't leave anything to chance. They don't leave anything to chance. They plan and plot and they do whatever. That's all they do is plan and plot. It would be great if they actually did, you know, some 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 governing. But all they do is plan and plot out their next power grab. And they want Joe Biden. They think he's the only one that can beat Donald Trump. They don't think that Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders or or Kamala Harris or Cory Booker or any of these other people who I don't know why they're running. They clearly didn't get the memo that this whole thing has already been decided. But that's how it, that's how it works in the Democratic Party. 855-765-1045. So it doesn't matter that Joe Biden's out there saying that uh, white people don't get pulled over by the cops. And if he had a daughter, uh, she'd be Caucasian. So she'd get away with anything. That doesn't matter because he's going to be the nominee, whether any of you, uh, any of you Democrats like it or not. 
Star Star 1045 is the number. 855-765-1045. Coming up here in just a minute. Little America Monday. What makes you so happy and so proud to be waking up an American today? You can call us up and let us know. 855-765-1045. Or leave us an open mic message. This is the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. I've got to get Mark K more time on the air. Be careful what you wish for, Jacksonville. You just might get it. We want us some Mark K. We're entertaining meets informative. You make it easier to go to work knowing I get to listen to you for two hours a day. Local stories, local issues. Just call it like it is. You are standing solid on truth. I love your show, brother. This is the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. Monday, damn it! Yeah, it doesn't work as well as that. Doesn't work as well as uh, as the it's Friday thing. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five is our number. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. We're gonna do some America Monday here in just a minute. If there's any reason, if there's any reason why you really love America this Monday, if you woke up and you're like, God, I love this this America. This what you know because they have like Throwback Thursday and and. And Taco Tuesday and whatever you want Wednesday, this is America Monday. It's your chance to open up that phone, download the mobile app, record an open mic message, send it to us and say, here's why I love America. And then uh, we'll get it up here on the air in just a minute. First, though, let's talk a little bit more about Joe Biden. I'm a millennial and ever millennial and ever asking me for Democrats and I will say hello. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Yeah, Joe Biden says uh, he doesn't need to worry about millennials because they don't vote in the primaries. So when he was on stage, he's like, look, I don't need to. I just need to worry about the old folk because the old folk got nothing better to do than vote. And the millennials are too stoned to go out and, uh, and worry about the Iowa caucus or the New Hampshire primary. The fact of the matter is that if you take a look at who votes in these primaries, overwhelmingly people over the age of 50 who vote in these primaries. Yeah. And also, apparently, uh, African-Americans, because he's pandering to them, uh, when he was asked this question by, a, uh, by an African-American girl at a campaign event the other day. If I were your daughter, what advice would you give me? The next time I am stopped by the police. Yeah, and Joe Biden's great advice was uh, was very helpful to the young lady. If you're my daughter, you'd be a Caucasian girl and you wouldn't be pulled over. Boom! In your face, lady. Now sit down. 855-765-104. I don't know this. I really think this guy just, either he doesn't know how to be president of the United States and win an election, or he just doesn't want to. 855-765-1045. Rich in Mandarin. How you doing, Rich? Thanks for calling the Marque Show. Hey, pretty good, Mark. Hey, uh, when Joe Biden said there's, uh, if, if the, that girl was his daughter, he'd be, she'd be Caucasian. Isn't he basically saying he would never uh, date or marry a black woman, so he couldn't have a uh, black daughter? Well, he's that already racist to me. It does sound really. You know what? He's already married though, so I guess uh, I guess he was just trying to prove that he was he's faithful to his wife. But look, I mean, the, the crowd wasn't bothered by it at all either. The crowd, the crowd was. Listen to this. When they uh, when he's we have the longer form version here. When he answered, they all cheered. If you're my daughter, you'd be a Caucasian girl, and you wouldn't be pulled over. <laughs> no, no, no. He's like, no, no, wait. It's true. It's true. There's institutional racism, and it's that's no joke. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Rosa in Green Cove Springs. How you doing, Rosa? Thanks for calling the Marque Show. Well, thank you for taking my call. How are you? I'm doing great. What do you want to say today, Rosa? Well, I'm a millennial, and I'm very vocal. Okay, I was in the city of Chicago, and you know what's really sad? is people in Chicago, when they're Republican, they have to whisper it. Yeah. Okay, and then another thing, too, is I'm very vocal, and like I said, I'm from Chicago, but I don't think like Chicago. Okay, I was there, and I saw all kinds of crap, but that's another different topic. Yeah. The one thing I want people to know is I'm getting out there like I did in 2016, like I am in 2020. Okay. Okay. And for Joe Biden to say that to that African American girl, if my president Trump would have said that, people would be on him like, like wildfire. Okay. Yeah. But since it's Joe Biden, he can give away with every anything. Shame on him. Shame, shame, shame on him. You know, and, and Rosa, you're right. You're very vocal, and we appreciate that. And I don't know that he's going to get away. I mean, look, as this starts getting out there, I don't know that he's going to get away with this. Because keep in mind, Joe Biden is a white guy, an old white guy. He has white privileged kids who, I mean, you want to talk about white privilege. Hunter Biden, that's white, pri that's white privilege. 
not only does that guy become a drug addict and have a run in with the law and have a horrible grade, I mean, he gets to be a millionaire just because his last name is Biden, just because of who his father. It might not be white privilege, it's just Biden privilege. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He didn't do anything in his life to get to where he is. And for Joe Biden to run around and say that, I don't think that Cory Booker, I don't think that Kamala Harris, uh, they're going to, with the next debate, that's probably going to, that's probably going to come up. I would think that somebody is going to look at that video and look at that answer and say something to Joe Biden and say, why are you bringing up institutional racism when you have no idea what you're talking about, when you've done nothing to stop it? And think about this. Who was Joe Biden vice president under? Barack Obama. Barack Obama. There should be no more institutional racism. Should there? If Barack Obama and if Joe Biden, if they did what they were supposed to do as the first African-American president in history and his and his, you know, trusty sidekick or whatever. Why is there still institutional racism? They had beers with the college professor from Harvard and the cop who went to his door. They had beers with them. That was supposed to solve all of these problems. You know, but now there's Joe Biden out there pandering again to garner the African-American vote because maybe somebody real maybe somebody told him after this 60 minutes interview, you know, Mr. Biden, sir, after you get the nomination, you're going to have to get more votes. You can't just count on the 50 year olds. You've got to count on the minority vote. You've got to count on on the African-American vote and the women have got to vote for you and the millennials, too. You know, you've got to go out there and get the millennials to vote uh, for Joe Biden. And, and, you know, that's something. So you don't want to you don't want to alienate them. I'm a millennial and a vote. Millennial and a vote. Asking me for Democrats and I will say hello. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's a great that's a great song. We got to remix that. Also, uh, don't forget, he's already lost the Latino vote because his website, Todos con Biden, takes you to uh, Latinos for Trump because they forgot to register the URL. We talked about that on Friday. Joe Biden's big campaign. This guy, I just, it, ugh, it, it's such a, I almost want to call him up and be like, dude, look, let me just take charge of your campaign for you because it's annoying. It's aggravating to me to watch. At first it was funny. I was like, this is great. Joe Biden's a horrible candidate. He's sniffing people. This is awesome. Joe Biden's teeth fell out. His eyes exploding on stage. This is like a gold. This is like God giving every conservative radio host a gift, an early Christmas present saying, here you go, Mark K. Here's Joe Biden. Have at it. You know, Bluegrass Boy, we sang that song about Joe Biden and his son and how they paid, how he basically did everything they're, they're accusing Donald Trump of doing. And that song went fine. I mean, that hundreds of thousands of people uh, love that Bluegrass Boy song, which we should actually play because it still it still holds weight. It holds uh, it holds truth. But the fact of the matter is their campaign is now bordering on ridiculous. And when you when you come up with a new campaign slogan, Todos con Biden. And you don't register the URL. And not only do you not register the website, but you allow Donald Trump, the world's greatest political troll, to beat you to the punch, to get that URL, to link it to his own website, so that when people go to totosconbiden.com, they get a notice that says, oops, Joe se olvidó de los Latinos. Which means Joe forgot about Latinos. And when you click the Vamos button, where does it take you? It takes you to Donald Trump's website. It's genius. And it's funny. But now that I've had a couple days to look at it, and now that I've watched what he's doing in front of these African-American audiences, and when I watch this interview on 60 Minutes, I think to myself, God, it's actually not funny. It's a little, it's a little sad. Lorenzo from Jacksonville. Hey, Lorenzo, how are you? Yes. Yeah. The problem with Joe Biden, he cannot think on his feet. He can't even think when he's sitting down. The crowd can't hear on their feet because she said, "ill." So he's supposed to answer it like that. But he didn't hear what she said because he could adopt a black kid. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what he'll do. Yeah. But he may want a middle black kid. Yeah. Well, look, it's all about and there's a reason for that, because Joe Biden and all the Democrats, they're all about the soundbite. You know, they're all about the soundbite. They have to come up with 
they don't need answers. They need they need quirky lines. They need one-liners that are going to be played over and over again because not a lot of people listen to the entire debate. Not a lot of people watch these entire campaign events. They just want that one quick soundbite that will hopefully get retweeted or shared on Facebook or picked up by the news uh, that will break through the 24-hour coverage of whatever it is Donald Donald Trump. You could Donald Trump could do a 2-hour speech and everyone will carry it. The Democrats who the media actually want to be president need to fight and they need to hire comedians to write lines for them so that they can come out with something like, you know, like Americans, they don't want us watch. They don't want to watch us having a food fight. They want to know how we're going to put food on their tables. They're paying people to write crap like that because they have no other way of cutting through because a there's way too many of them. And B Donald Trump is sucking up all the oxygen. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of your phone calls coming up. This is the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. God bless America. Love it or leave it, damn it. I'm proud on this America Monday because we finally have a president that's not afraid to kick some ass. Yeah, that is right. He went into the Middle East. Well, he did, but he ordered special forces in the Middle East. And he said, I want you to take out Abu Bakar al-Baghdadi. And don't stop until you do. And they did. They went in and they took out Abu Bakar al-Baghdadi. And he came, and he came out crying and whimpering. and Abu Bakar. Oh, hold on. Was whimpering, right. screaming and crying. Yeah, there you go. Whimpering, screaming and crying. And uh, and as a result, Donald Trump just uh, proved once again why America is such a great place to live and how he knows a little the thing or two about foreign policy. Also, I love that America Monday is becoming a thing. We're going to do this. We're going to do this uh, every uh, every Monday. We'll start off. So if, if during the week, if you ever feel or on the weekend, if you ever feel, God, I love this country so much. Just leave us an open mic message and say, uh, you know, why you do. And then we'll play it back on on America Monday. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. Dwayne from Georgia. How you doing, Dwayne? I'm doing okay. Um, Ma, I, it is great to wake up in the morning knowing that you live in the greatest country in the world. But I'm going to tell you something. If any of those candidates, uh, them, them Democratic candidates that's running for president, if any of them become president, they will destroy this country because they are all for open borders. And I think one of them even said that if he if he became president, he would tear down Trump's wall. They want to use our tax dollars to give the Planned Parenthood while they kill babies, and they want to raise people taxes. Yeah, oh no, you're right about all. Look, you can go through one by one, and this is the great thing about the Democrats in this not in this election. You can go through one by one, Dwayne, and you can figure out why they will never be president. And Joe Biden is almost Joe Biden's problem is I think if he were if he just didn't say anything, if he were just Joe Biden, if he were like Obama light and that's not a you know, not because that's not a skin color. They're just, you know, Obama light because you no one could ever be Obama again. But if he were I think he'd be having a better shot. But he's floundering. He doesn't have a message. So he's trying to be all a little bit Obama. He's trying to be a little bit Bernie. He's trying to be a little bit Elizabeth Warren. He's trying to be a little bit Joe Biden. But we don't really even know what Joe Biden is. And I think nobody really liked Joe Biden anyway. So he's it, it's weird. Every time he talks or does an interview or opens his mouth, he says something that's reminiscent of one of the other candidates. And the other candidates, they are a whole hog. They are in it to win. If they know what they want, they know what they think, and they will just jump on in with both feet and adopt something, no matter how ridiculously crazy it is. Andrew Yang wants to give everybody $1,000 every single month just for just because. If you breathe, you get the money. If you're an American and you're breathing, you get $1,000 every single month because robots are going to take over the world, and we still need to eat. So that's his that's his whole plan, and look where it's gotten him. It's gotten him to a couple of debates. It's gotten him a few million people uh, on his Instagram account. You know, he'll be fine when this is all over. Bernie Sanders, should he live as long as he has the election, still is in it because Bernie Sanders has two things that you need. He has an overwhelming support system of underground voters who, as the other Josh was pointing out, are all or nothing. That's the thing about Bernie Sanders supporters. If it's not Bernie, it's nobody. In fact, I posted this video on my Facebook that I took uh, in Philadelphia. It was the day after Hillary Clinton got the nomination in Philadelphia. And all of the Bernie Sanders supporters in the arena walked out. 
It was supposed to be a monumentous time for Hillary Clinton and the Democrats, the first woman ever to get a nomination for president. And then the hundreds of people got up and they walked right out because they thought this woman stole this election from Bernie Sanders. And they went downtown and they stood around in the uh, by City Hall and I took my camera and I interviewed them and they were angry. And they were like, I'm not voting for Hillary. I'm not. I will vote for nobody or Jill Stein, but I am not voting for Hillary. They would never do it. And there's the same. I think there's the same thing permeating and percolating again because these Bernie Sanders voters are truly Bernie or bust. And they gave the guy 30 some odd million dollars. Bernie Sanders has, let's see, not 36 divided by nine is like like five, four times as much money as Joe Biden does. And Joe Biden was vice president of the United States for eight years, eight years. Guy can't raise more than nine million dollars. Elizabeth Warren has 27 million. She's got three times as much money as Bernie Sanders, as uh, Joe Biden does. And she's uh, and she's Elizabeth Warren. Nobody trusts her, yet they give her money. And that's what it's going to take. It's going to take money and support. And Joe Biden has none of these things. But Bernie Sanders has his problems, too. He's he's going to raise taxes 70 percent. So that's going to lose him the election. Same thing with Elizabeth Warren. They've she'll have to admit even, we're not stupid. It's going to come to a point where she's going to have to admit she can no longer say costs are going to go down. Lady, the taxes are going up for the middle class. We get it. Joe Biden actually said Joe Biden said, I'm going to re-, the 60 Minutes interviewer said, hey, uh, the middle class received a tax cut under Donald Trump. Are you going to revoke that? And he goes, you know what? It was a negligible tax cut. <laughs> oh, really? It was a negligible. Is there anyone out there who got like a thousand dollars out of, you know, more and they were like, hey, you know what? That's negligible. Just I don't. That's like that's like getting nothing. No, a tax cut is a tax cut is a tax cut, and all these people are going to raise taxes. That's a tough sell. That's a tough sell to a bunch of people who have more money than they've had in the last twenty five years, who are paying lower taxes, who have better jobs, who have better economy. That's a tough sell. And I don't, don't even get me started on Pete Buttigieg, who because of his sexual preference will never get the African American vote. That was a that was an actual poll. An inside poll, the Pete Buttigieg campaign said, look, because of his sexual orientation, he's going to lose a lot of the African-American vote. That was internal polling. Kamala Harris, she's got issues in California, which is her home state. There, you, there are people all over this country that hate each individual candidate for a specific reason. And they're so segmented that not one of them is going to be able to pull together enough of a majority to ever beat Donald Trump. 855-765-1045. Got to take a break. Traffic, weather, news, more of the Mark K Show coming up on News 104.5 WOKV. Y'all got to get Mark K more time on the air. Be careful what you wish for, Jacksonville. You just might get it. We want us some Mark K. Where entertaining meets informative. You make it easier to go to work knowing I get to listen to you for two hours a day. Local stories, local issues. Just call it like it is. You are standing solid on truth. I love your show, brother. This is the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. Oh, Mark K. Today's a great day because it's National Chocolate Day. You can't beat it. I had no idea. What I love about America is the secret ballot. I walk softly and I vote with a really big pen. Oh, you know, that bring, that reminds me. It's so funny that those two open mics came in back to back. National Chocolate Day and voting, uh, you know, with the secret ballot and carrying a big pen. There was a um, there was a, a photo. I just posted it on my Facebook page because uh, I wanted to I wanted to get your opinions on. There was a photo that a friend of mine who lives near Tampa posted. Should they have like a community? You know, like a lot of communities will have Facebook pages so that if you need a babysitter or if you're looking for a plumber or whatever, you can go to the page and you can ask for recommendations or other people will uh, will give recommendations, that kind of thing. Well, somebody posted a photo. That said, uh, the caption was all set for Halloween. And the photo was of various candy like Snickers bars and Twix bar, you know, little fun size. And they'd wrap them all with stickers that say Trump 2020. They wrapped their Halloween uh, sticker, their candy with stickers that say Trump 2020. Keep America great. And they took a picture of it. So apparently what's going to happen is kids are going to be trick-or-treating in the neighborhood and they're going to come to this house. They're going to say trick-or-treat and they're going to throw like a Snickers bar in there. And the Snickers bar is going to have a little advertising on it, a little sticker that says Trump 2020, keep America great. And of course, uh, people, I mean, they just went crazy. They were like, oh, my God, that's the one. I'm going to toilet paper that house. I'm going to egg that guy's car. 
you know, other people are like, this is great. I'm going to go back there like three times. I want to make sure I know which house it is. I want to send my kids. Um, other people were complaining about the kind of candy. Like, hey, for a Trump supporter, you should give the full-size candy bars. Or dots. Who likes dots? That's like the worst Halloween candy ever. Why would you put a Trump sticker on dots? But uh, but you know, but it's interesting. So I I posted it on uh, I posted it on our Facebook page to see what people said. Jeff says they'd be making candy great again, and Bo said some parents would probably not let their kids eat it. Eat it, which is true if they're the parents that still sift through the candy. Like for example, I always sift through my kids' candy, and I always say, hey, look, here's the deal: you can't eat this, you can't eat that. The whoppers you can't eat because I'm gonna eat all those. Um, you know, and so there's there's that whole scenario. So I guess what's going to happen is some kids are going to be sitting down and their parents are going to roll through it and they're going to see a Snickers bar wrapped in a Trump logo, which could be great, could be making candy great again. Or uh, it could also be uh, it could also, you know, backfire on you and you might be getting uh, you might be getting some angry parents sending their kids back to your house. But, you know, but a, but an interesting idea. Um, you know, an interesting idea. A couple of real estate agents commented that they've been doing this for years. It's a great yeah, Halloween's a great time to advertise. You wrap your name and your number and maybe your face around a, a candy bar and you throw it in the bag. And then maybe if the if the parents um, of the kids are looking to, to move, you know, maybe they're looking to sell their house or buy a bigger house or whatever. And maybe they think, oh, my God, we live in a neighborhood with Trump supporters. We've got to move. The real estate agent wraps the candy bar in their information and then they get a call later saying, hey, I saw you on my kids Twix. Uh, would you like to sell my house? Um, you know, so it's, I would imagine this year maybe, but definitely next year, we might see a lot more political advertising on our candy. You might go trick or treating with your kids and they might instead of, you know, they might get like a Biden bar or a, or a, or a Trumpsy roll or Is something a like snifters? that. Snifters? Oh, what? Snifters? Oh, I guess because he sniffs people. I, I, yeah. That, that was exactly good. like that. That was, <laughs> that was a good one. Okay. 855-765-1045. All right, yeah, we'll see you later. Michael in Fernandina Beach. How you doing, Michael? Michael? Michael, you there? Oh, we had him on hold too long. He drove out of the, he drove out of the uh, he drove away from the cell tower. Hey, Steve in Orange Park. What's up, Steve? How are you? I am well, Mark. How are you? Oh, doing great, sir. Thanks so much for calling Marcation. What do you want to say, Steve? Well, I was listening to the uh, your rundown on the candidates, you know, the Democrats have. Yeah. And this is all stage setting. My opinion, I think they're waiting for Michelle Obama to make the announcement on the Oprah show and she'll throw her hat in the ring and she'll be the savior of the day. Michelle again, Obama. My opinion. Michelle Obama. I think she didn't she already say she's not gonna run? Wait for it. Okay. Wait for it. All right. All right. Hey, thanks. Well, I don't know that Michelle Obama is electable. I mean, she's never really done any. I mean, she hasn't even run a business. Donald Trump, at least that had that feather in his cap. But Michelle Obama, I mean, that's a I've heard that one, too. Uh, I would think Hillary Clinton is more likely than Michelle Obama. Dave in Jacksonville. Hi, Dave. How are you? I'm good, man. Oh, good. What do you want to say, sir? Well, I just want I just want to thank you for somebody speaking up for the city of Jacksonville. What did I say about I mean, the city of Jacksonville? Uh, you know, at least at least you see the light, Mark. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I listen to Rush Limbaugh a lot. I listen to, uh, you know, the, some guys that have some common sense. Yeah. And uh, city of Jacksonville is not what it used to be. I can guarantee you that. I've been living there since uh, 1972. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I think there's so many good people. I mean, Everybody in Jacksonville is good. But there's some bad. There are a lot of bad people in Jacksonville. Yeah, very bad people. And uh, but you know the good always outweighs the bad. And uh, just like just like in the politics today, you know uh, the good people they just sit back and listen to most of the you know what goes on. And yeah, let everybody make their mind up. Yeah, you know what I mean. No, Dave, I know exactly. Hey, listen, Dave, thanks. For, first of all, thanks for calling. We really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, right. thank, yeah, thanks for having our back. Listen, we are, look, I know that you like to listen to uh, Rush Limbaugh and a lot of people with common sense. And then you like to listen to me, <laughs> which is great. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of there's good and there's bad everywhere. In fact, I was uh, sitting in church. yet. This is kind of funny. I was sitting in church the other day. Not funny that I went to church, but uh, my priest gets up there and he starts giving the homily about the, the scripture reading, whatever. And he says, you know, you have to it was about the Pharisees. And it was the it was the passage about how, uh, you know, the Pharisee gets up there. and He's like, look at me. I fast twice a week and I tied 10 percent of my income. And aren't I just the best Christian ever? And then the tax collector came in and. 
and he and he knelt down and he screamed out to the Lord, please have mercy on me. I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. And then God said, hey, uh, this guy actually wins. He's better than you, Pharisee, because he, you know, asked for forgiveness. And, and it, it'll be you know, it's, uh, the, basically the gist of it is it's the whole he who who exalts himself shall be humbled and he who humbles himself shall be exalted. So then he goes, but when you're reading this passage, you got to really figure out, you got to look at who's telling you the message. Like, where is this message coming from? And he goes, look, if you're watching Fox News and they're doing a story about Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, you know that one's going to be a pro, one's going to be a con. Or more importantly, I guess more specifically, he then said CNN, if they do a story about Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, you know that they're going to make Donald Trump out to be the bad guy. And Hillary Clinton's going to be the hero. If it was, you know, if it was the, the uh, what's his name, the uh, coach from uh, Florida. And he was talking about. A, yeah, th- no, no, that was like 20 years ago, but thank you. And he was talking about the Florida Gators or the Florida Seminoles. <laughs> Yeah. Um, then, you know, he would he would be pointed in one direction. You would know automatically who was going to be the bad guy and who was going to be the good guy. And that's how you have to look at the media. That's how you have to look at everything. You know, it's, it's like it's like you have to figure out who's telling the story and what are they trying to accomplish? Are they trying to specifically pinpoint an audience and say this is this is why uh, we're right and you're wrong, or are they trying to actually tell you what's up, what's what? And that's what we try to do here. Now, it turns out we do have an opinion. Uh, it does lean probably one way more than the other, but that's just because the, the when you look at the news and when you look at the facts and when you really break it down as to who's being honest and who's not being honest and who's working for your personal betterment and who's working for their own personal betterment, I mean, the, the choice is clear. The choice is clear. You have a guy on the side of the aisle who's hated by everybody in Washington, D.C., so he's not trying to curry political favor. You have a guy on one side of the aisle who's a billionaire, so he's not trying to pad his own bank account. And then on the other side of the aisle, you have all of these people who don't know what they're going to do when they retire, who want to live in big mansions, who want power beyond all recognition, who want to tax you, who aren't looking out for your own good, and who are just trying to get each other to like each other. So really, when it looks down to it, the choice really, I mean, to me, it becomes super clear. And I think to a lot more people every single day, the choice is becoming clearer, too. That when when you side with somebody and and it's not a Republican and Democrat thing, because so many Republicans also despise the president. So many Republicans would get candy on Halloween with Donald Trump's sticker on it and throw it in the trash and tell their kids they're not allowed to eat that. It's not just a Republican and a Democrat thing. It's a Republican, Democrat or Trump. And Trump really is so different from both of the parties because he's the only one in Washington who's leading and thinking about you and leading for what's best for you and what's best for me and what's best for every American, not what's best for Washington or his family or himself. He's not trying to get a book deal so that he can get a $15 million mansion in uh, in Massachusetts when he retires. He's not trying to curry favor with foreign governments so that they'll donate to his foundation and he can live happily ever after. He's not trying to get Ivanka a job in the Ukraine working for a gas company because she's already got a great job working in the White House. 855-765-1045. Quick break. We're taking one more quick break. Traffic. I'm sorry. Traffic weather news coming up in a minute. But before that. More of your phone calls on the Marquee Show on News 104.5 WOKV. This is the Marquee Show. My name is Marquee. Thanks so much for joining us. Happy Mark of Monday, ladies and gentlemen. This is when you can uh, you can call up and you can say, hey, this is why I love America. I woke up today and I am just so excited to live in the greatest country in the world. Come on, Dad. AirPods. That is so 2018. Oh, sorry. I guess I was, I was, I was like from an, I was looking the wrong. I was, I was looking for a different one. Maybe it was this one. Here's an open mic for you, Mark and the other Josh. My wife and sister-in-law want to know if Mark K worked at 94.9 The Point in Virginia Beach. I don't even really work here, so no. 855-765-1045. Uh, this is James in St. Augustine. James, thanks so much for calling Mark K Show. How are you? Doing good, doing good. How are you, Mark? Oh, great, man. Happy Monday. Hello. Hope you're doing well. Yeah, yeah, love your show. And um, by the way, you need to sneak uh, thirty minutes from the next two shows following you, so you can have three hours. 
Oh, like I see. Take 30 minutes from Rush and 30 minutes from Sean and then mix it together to make like an hour, like three hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That's a big perfect. Okay. But anyway. Yeah, all right. We'll, um, we'll see if we can do that. Well, you um, you brought up a good point a while ago about uh, um, about it's clear who uh, who is for this country and uh, and um, and I'm for this country and I think a clear test for whoever might be running for president are their patriots uh, are they for what we believe and and for what we stand for and um, and the good for the country so I think that's a good test. Oh yeah, no, hundred percent. It's a hundred. Not only the patriotism, but I think there has to be an overall respect for um, the people that go out there and fight every single day, and not just not just the military. I mean, the military. You know, everybody loves the military, or I guess everybody. Some of them pretend to love the military, but it's you know, when you get to local law enforcement, which is. It's it's like our local military. I mean, we're fighting crime here at home, which in a way is way almost just as important, if not more important than military fighting abroad. Because when you see I mean, look, when you have an incident in your backyard and people are shooting, you call the cops. You don't call the National Guard. You don't call the army. And it's very important that you that they know that the communities are behind them and that their leaders are behind them. And then you have Joe Biden getting out there and saying stuff like this. There is institutional racism that still exists. And in a way, that is a lack of patriotism. Um, so that's something you need to know about your your potential leaders. Now, the good news is they'll tell you. They'll be happy to tell you whether or not they're patriotic. They won't do it in, like, certain words. They won't say, yes, I'm a patriot, or no, I hate this country. But in every, but if you read between the lines, uh, you'll figure it out. Hey, Rick and Callahan, how you doing, Rick? Thanks so much for calling the Mark K Show. Good morning, Mark. How you doing, young man? I'm doing great, man. What do you want to say, Rick? Well, happy belated birthday, first of all. Oh, thanks. And uh, I listen to your show every day. Oh, I appreciate Mark, that, Rick. I would like to, uh, your opinion about uh, our president, Donald Trump, yeah. versus uh, Joe Biden, which is undoubtedly what uh, everybody says he's going to be a Democratic nominee. Yeah. All right. Will Donald Trump take the popular vote or will he win it by the electoral vote? Oh, he won't get the popular vote because of uh, because of California, New York, but he'll win the electoral vote. And well, you know what? Yeah, I think he will. Uh, I think he'll win it by more than 307 electoral votes, uh, which is what he got last time. I don't know by how many more, maybe like four. Maybe he'll pull in a win in like New Hampshire or, you know, maybe he'll maybe he'll get Minnesota and that'll throw him 10 more. But uh, I think it's a solid electoral victory. But you, you don't think he, he can win the popular vote? There's just too many people in California. Um, oh, yeah, although, with those wildfires, there's a lot of them leaving California now, too. So that, <laughs> that might be an issue. Hey, thanks so much for calling. We really appreciate it. Listen, we got to get out of here. Uh, but we will be back tomorrow. We still have four more chances for you to win Marquez Cash. Four, I'm, only do, I'm only paying out four more $500 prizes because enough is enough. Uh, we had no winner today. You could win tomorrow. Go to WOKV.com to enter traffic, weather, news, and Rush Limbaugh. Coming up next on News 104.5 WOKV. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.